Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone, I'm Jay Comfrey and you're listening to High Performance, the podcast that shows you that it's within. Whatever you want to achieve, it's already there. All we do is take lessons from some of the most interesting people on the planet and we turn them into lessons for you. So listen, if you're new to High Performance, we just want to start by saying welcome along. This is our monthly look back at the guests who've joined us and the things that we've learned. Normally, we only share this with the High Performance Plus subscribers, uh, but we thought that we'd make it available to everyone this month, just as a a nice little look at the kinds of things you can get if you subscribe to High Performance Plus. Uh, Alongside me, as always, my learned friend, Professor Damien Hughes. I always say everyone needs a professor in their life. (laughs) I certainly need this one because he asks the best questions. How are you doing, Damien? I'm good, Jake. How are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm really good. I mean, it's been so interesting, hasn't it, to see the reaction to Sir Keir Starmer's episode. And another reminder that this podcast is a podcast that is all about empathy and all about understanding, and it is not a podcast about opinions. Yeah, definitely. I think that's been the feedback that I've received of people that that they had an opinion on him based on not a lot of information, and now they've had a chance to listen to the person rather than just the the profile that they might have been fed through a particular lens, they've sort of had chance to reappraise and rethink their judgments and come to a greater empathy and understanding of the man. So we're going to look back over the last month, but actually, Damien, if we look back over, you know, the three years since high performance has started and the, you know, 40 million plus people that have downloaded these episodes, if someone's new what would you suggest they do? Where would you suggest they go to get a really good understanding of what this podcast is all about? It's a brilliant question. And I often say this when I bump into people that are in, that express an interest in it. I, I always say, decide what your areas of interest are and go through the archive and I guarantee you'll find somebody that resonates with you. So if you, if you love rugby, for example, you've got some of the most iconic players of uh, rugby history that we've been fortunate enough to sit down with, whether that's Johnny Wilkinson, where we've sat with him twice and he shared with us his post-rugby career and all the tools and tricks that he'd used to reach the summit 
of the game. And then we've sat down with Dan Carter, the man that many people say picked up the torch of being the world's best number 10 from Johnny. And we sat down with him as well. Uh, so they're just two examples of that. We've sat down with authors such as the brilliant James Clay. I mean, every time I go in a bookshop, he's, uh, the Atomic Habits book is still there at the number one. And the fact that he told us some of the key messages from Atomic Habits really resonated. And then we've sat down with the world heavyweight champion Tyson Fury as well. So you couldn't get a more eclectic list. Who would you recommend, Jake? You see, I always recommend for you to go and listen to the people that you either don't know or don't like or don't agree with. Because I think that what we need in this world is diversity of thought. And I sometimes think people, you know, if someone loves football, listen to another podcast because our podcast is not about football. <laughs> it's about the person behind the footballer. You know, we often say you're not a boxer or a footballer or a politician or an author or an actor. You're a person who plays football, a person who acts, a person who has become a politician. Yep. I mean, I love the conversation with Matthew McConaughey when he joined oh, us yeah. and, and shared with us that there is no yet, that life is a verb, that it's the doing that really matters. His episode was amazing. And Toto Wolff, like the boss of the Mercedes Formula One team, the most successful boss in Formula One history, telling us how dirty coffee cups and old newspapers in the reception of the Mercedes Formula One team the day he arrived, told him everything he needed to know about that team. And then he went about transforming them. But I think what I always say to people is that actually high performance should leave them uplifted and empowered because what we're not doing is taking successful people who are on a pedestal and making others feel inferior, making others feel they need to work harder, making others feel they need more success. If anything, the guests on High Performance talk more about the struggles, more about the disappointments, more about the challenges, more about the letdowns, more about imposter syndrome, more about self-doubt than they talk about it anywhere else. And for me, that vulnerability is really important. And I think actually, you know, let's look back now on the past month and hear from some of the guests because I think setbacks has been a recurring theme. And there's a lot of research in this area, Damien, that says people who've suffered setbacks, people who've been through difficult times, of course it can derail people, but actually it can also really empower you and equip you to go and do incredible things in the future yeah and like you say jake the last month has been almost a microcosm of the last three and a half years of the podcast with the diversity of guests that we've had on and also the theme of setbacks like you say like we spoke very much around that theme of how setbacks can help you grow as long as you can process it and make sense of what it's taught you so there's research on this from john hopkins university that was originally looking at uh, survivors of uh, the Vietnam War. And they found that a lot of people that had been prisoners of war or had gone through horrific circumstances in that theatre of war, if they could make sense of it and process it, they'd led on to what was referred to as post-traumatic growth. Now, post-traumatic stress is the one that most people are familiar with when people are almost trapped in the memory of something that's horrific that has happened to them. But those that can process it, make sense of why this happened and how it's helped them forge a new life beyond it, go through experiences of what's described as incredible growth. And I think the first guest that's worth talking about that experienced that really quite profoundly was the incredible Dame Stephanie Shirley, also known as Steve, that spoke about how when she came over on the kinder bus um, on her own and was fostered by a British family, in the, in the aftermath of World War II. Do you remember when she told us that, that really quite moving clip when her neighbours 
of her foster parents. I said to her, you're really lucky to be saved. And she said that that's the thought she wakes up with every morning of how can I make my life one worth saving? And then she described the, the last 85 years where she's done precisely that and lived a life worth saving of growing an incredible business dominated by female uh, workers, bought it, sold it for a fortune and then spent the last 30 years giving away that fortune to charitable endeavours. It's a great example of post-traumatic growth in action. And if you're wondering why she refers to herself as Steve, it's because in the 60s when she was setting up her business, nobody would take a meeting from someone called Stephanie. So all her faxes, all her letters were signed to Steve and then lo and behold, she managed to get a meeting. So we just can't work out why is she not on banknotes? Why are there not statues of her outside stations and universities? Because she is someone who has broken down doors for others to walk through. She is a person who our daughters and all the women in our lives um, are benefiting from. Her hard work, her sacrifice, her self-belief. Here it is. My early life as an unaccompanied child refugee at the age of five in 1939, that really has made me has driven me, has defined me, and in no way is that less powerful today than it was 40 years ago, 50 years ago. That my life was saved. Now, I was very young, but what I remember strongly is well-meaning neighbours of my foster parents saying to me, aren't you lucky to be saved? Aren't you lucky to be saved? And indeed I was. But it's left me with the feeling that I need to justify my own existence. I don't fritter my days away. I like to do something meaningful with my life, with the time that I've got. Well, failure, of course, is when you learn. Entrepreneurs are not made by their successes. We're made by the fact that we can recover from our failures. I mean, allies are people who do things to help, but also they speak out the slightest racism or sexism, or um, you, you speak out and, and make sure that everybody knows that that is not acceptable in your presence. Giles changed over a matter of days between being a, a calm, happy baby to being a wild, unmanageable toddler, hyperkinetic, totally unaware of danger, lost eye contact, and he went through what's called a regression. And there are a few illnesses and things that have regression, and autism is one of them. I cracked up and had a good old-fashioned nervous breakdown, finished up in hospital. And because I was the carer for Giles, he also had to go to hospital. And he spent the next 13 years in mental health, an asylum, really. It is the spiritual things in life that matter, friendship, music, literature, poetry, nature, friends, love. These are the things that really matter, all the non-material things. Think always in terms of doing the right thing, not just doing things right. I mean, that was incredible listening to her. But again, I, I, I think it's important that we frame this and say that everybody will experience their own version of a setback. And I think that was really starkly brought home to us when we sat down with Ryan Mason, uh, the former Tottenham Hotspur in England footballer that went through the trauma 
of having a head injury that forced him to retire from the sport that he dedicated his whole life to at the age of just 26. I mean, what was your impression of that, Jay, when we sat down with Ryan? Because you obviously work within his world. Yeah, I don't think there are enough Ryan Masons in the football world. And sometimes I worry for people like Ryan because he's carefully considered and he's thoughtful and it's obvious that, you know, um, things that are said get to him. And I... I utterly despise and struggle deeply with the polarised world that football has become, with the aggression, with the anger, with the sort of online bullying and name-calling and criticism. I really struggle with all of that. But then I really think how pleased I am that people like Ryan are getting opportunities at huge football clubs like Tottenham. You know, like me and you often say, don't we, when we do a record, would we like our children to work under that person? And if my son or daughter were a footballer, I would love them to work under Ryan Mason. Um, should we have a little listen to, to when he told us that he would still go for that header again? Yeah, go on. Because I think that's a really important point that sometimes, referring to that earlier discussion we had around post-traumatic growth, would he go back and change it was the question we asked him. And his answer was actually, it might surprise you. If I can rewind the clock to that football pitch on that January day, with everything that's happened to you since, everything you've learned about yourself and your family and human relationships and the experiences that you've been given, sitting here at 31, you know, really with the career of a coach, probably 41, 10 years ahead of your time, if I could stop you from going up for that header, would you go for it? Absolutely. It was the right thing at the time. It's allowed me to be in this position now that I'm in. I've achieved quite a lot after that. I'm a dad of two. I'm going to be a dad of three. I'm, I'm married. I'm happy. I, I live a good personal private life I've got good people in my life is it's opened up different avenues that I wouldn't have been exposed to and exposed me to people that I really really value now that maybe I wouldn't have I wouldn't have come across them I mean I'm working with someone now and a coaching team that that have impacted me in in such a such a good way that no I I don't regret anything I wouldn't change anything I, I wouldn't change wouldn't change a thing the only things that I would change would be in the future because I I, I can change that. I, I can be aware that I can I can maybe do things differently. I can react differently to certain things, but everything in the past has, has shaped me to, to what I am and, and who I am today. So I'm not going to waste any energy on things that have happened in the past. Um, I've remembered the good things, learn from the things that, that weren't so good and the tough moments and carry on growing. So there's Ryan Mason saying he would still go up for that header. And I think that's something that's actually really important, right? It's very easy to spend your days thinking, oh, if only this hadn't happened, or if only that hadn't happened, life might be different. The truth is that everything that's happened to you, good, bad or indifferent, has built you and turned you into the person you are today. And Billy Munger and Dame Kelly Holmes and Ant Middleton and many, many other guests have sat on this podcast and told us it's always their responsibility to overcome, deal with it, and move forwards. I mean, it's such a brilliant point you make, Jake, and there's there's so much there to unpick from it. I mean, the idea of seeking out failure, there's research on this that dates from the 1960s, and it was the work of Mihaly, Sixth Cent Mihaly, that went into art schools in, in Chicago, was where the origins of this was. And he worked with young uh, art students, and what he did was he, he set up a table for them with all different objects on, And then he asked them to pick some objects off the table and do a a real-life illustration of them. And what he found was the ones that looked to ask questions that provoked them, that almost presented them with problems, 
and then look at how did they solve the problems that they were coming up with were the ones that tended to have more successful careers in the longer run than those that just looked to get through the task as quick as they could. So what he was demonstrating there was the idea that, look, it's like seeking challenges is where the real growth lies. And then the second point you made there goes back to the work of Albert Bandura, probably regarded as the first our most eminent psychologist in, uh, in the study of the modern day subject, where he talks around this locus of control. The idea that when you accept that you are the agent of control in your life, rather than see yourself as the victim of it, that immediately increases your ability to perform at the levels at which you're capable of, rather than be diminished by circumstances. And this is something that over nearly 200 episodes that we've done on this podcast series keeps coming back to some of those areas about seek out the challenges, ask the difficult questions, and then accept that you're the agent of being able to make the best out of those circumstances. And that again was really evident in one of our other guests that we've had on this month, the brilliant meatball Molly McCann. You know, Molly spoke to us around some of the circumstances of growing up in, in the sort of Norris Green area of Liverpool, which is regarded as one of the most deprived wards in the UK and seeing both her, her mum and her family suffering with addiction issues of drugs and alcohol and some of those other uh, challenges and how it had shaped her life from the age of five. Of She's described really heartbreakingly seeing all the uh, paraphernalia required to do heroin in her childhood front room and how she decided this isn't for me, this isn't the life that I want to live. The fact that she then helped her mum go through Narcotics Anonymous and go, go on that journey of recovery before she's eventually found herself fighting in the UFC. And what that's taught her, the problems that she sought out, I've said that it means that any challenge that comes her way in the octagon, she feels equipped to cope with it. And there's a powerful lesson for all of us there. We might not end up fighting in the UFC like Molly does. We might not have been the, uh, grown up with parents that have been addicts in some way. But we all meet our own challenges and how we choose to face them and see ourselves as the agents of change really are the tools to help us live a life of high performance on our terms. When I'm in the cage, getting hit and outmaneuvered by a, a submission attempt or by a strike is nothing to the life that I've had to overcome and to beat. What people write about me, what people say about me or what my opponent's doing, that's none of my business. I can't control that. As long as I do what I'm supposed to do, I will be the best me and the best Molly McCann beats anyone on any given day. So that was UFC fighter uh, Molly McCann um, sharing some quite remarkable insights with us as she did throughout the hour-long conversation that we had with her here on High Performance. And at this point, I'd like to say thanks to Molly and Ryan and Stephanie um, for choosing this podcast to come and share their truth, to share the things that people don't hear or people don't see. We never take for granted that people use this as a platform to be open, to be honest, um, to be vulnerable. And if we're talking about being vulnerable, our final guest of the month is someone who did exactly that. And I think it's really important that we remember that what we've been through in life shapes who we are today. And that's why we often talk about people's behaviour. Um, and even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't understand it, you need to be empathetic of it. And we were reminded of this 
when we were joined on the High Performance Podcast by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, who has his own amazing podcast that you should check out. And he said to us that you have to remember when you observe people's behaviour, that if you'd have been through the same thing that they'd been through, if you'd have been through their challenges and their setbacks and their learnings and their lessons, then you too would act exactly the same. But there isn't enough of this understanding in society, especially when it comes to politics. And we were joined this month by the man who may well end up being the next British Prime Minister, Sir Keir Starmer. I mean, it was an incredibly moving and deep conversation. Instead of talking about what we discussed on the podcast, Damien, maybe we should sort of sort of open people's minds to what happened directly afterwards because we all kind of came out of the room and it was a strange atmosphere, wasn't it? I think that for Keir particularly, these are not conversations that he's had certainly hasn't had them in a public forum but as he explained on the podcast he's very rarely even had them privately and I think he was kind of just processing almost what what we'd spoken about in that hour wasn't he yeah definitely so I mean the emotion in the room when he spoke about that going back in to see his dad who was on his deathbed was so real and powerful and palpable that I'd defy anybody not to listen to that and have a goosebumps on the back of your arm coming up because I think the emotion he described was very real. And I think he came out of that. And uh, I think there was a little bit where he sort of took a really deep breath, didn't he? Because I think he knew that he was taking a leap of faith, exposing himself. You know, he told us really that, and that's on the podcast that people have listened to, that, you know, he does tend to internalise this. You you gave him that quote from his colleague, Angela Rayner, that said that he does tend to be quite insular, and introverted rather than extrovert and sharing his emotions. And I think for him to do that was a real testimony to him and his willingness to expose a little bit more of the person behind the position of being the leader of the opposition. Here he is, Sikir Starmer, sharing some of the things he's not shared before with us here on High Performance. You know, as you've said, you're, you're a different person now to the person who, particularly when your mum was still alive, you know, in 2015, a, the person that would have maybe had different conversations then. We always ask at the end, you know, what would advice would you give a teenage Kia? I'm interested what you would want to say to your mum and dad if they were still here and they were able to hear you talking in this new kind of reflective, open and honest way. I think my mum knew what I thought of her and was a very warm woman yeah. it's taken me much longer to work out my relationship with my dad because he was by nature more distant and so bound up with how he looked after my mum and almost a retreat from the social scene because he didn't like that question what do you do for a living mm-hmm. that it was never that it didn't feel close and I don't regret very much in life. But the last time I saw my dad, he was in hospital, dying. And I walked away. And I knew he was going to die, just knew it. I knew I wouldn't see him again. And I didn't turn around to go back and tell him what I thought. And I should have done. 
and that, you know, is this advice for my teenage self? I don't know. It's hardwired advice for myself in relation to my relationship with our children. So I've tried to make sure that is completely different and that they, that we are together, we talk and we know each other. If you had a turn back, what would you have said to your dad? I would have said I love you. I'd have also said I'm proud of you. I'd have tried to close that gap that was so important to him in his life. And that brings us to the end of the month. Damien, um, look, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure for me to sit alongside you for the last month. And I think the exciting thing is for us that some of the guests we've got lined up to speak to, record with and release over the next little while here on High Performance are, I mean, they're going to challenge people, but hopefully entertain and educate people as well. Yeah, massively. I mean, the pleasure's all mine, Jake. I genuinely do love just sitting alongside you. I think the talent you bring to it, the insights and your ability just to keep the conversation flowing and keep the pace high is incredible. And I think that what you do is you set a platform for our guests to feel safe, to then be, oh, expose some of their deepest thoughts. And it's a real testimony to you and a real privilege. And I think the next month for anyone coming to this and thinking they might stick with us promises to be just as brilliant a roller coaster ride. Damien, thank you very much. But most of all, thank you to you at home for listening and sharing and talking about this podcast. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to High Performance Plus. You can get even more content from High Performance. The link is in the description to this podcast. But we are absolutely passionate about also keeping this podcast free. So it will remain free uh, on here. It will remain free on YouTube. We're also going on a live tour as well in 2023. Tickets are still available. Go to thehighperformancepodcast.com to get all of the details but there's one thing that we would love you to do for us. Please just share this content with people. And remember, there is no secret. It is all there for you. So chase world-class basics. Don't get high on your own supply. Remain humble, curious, and empathetic. And we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.